0: Welcome to Black and White, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are so glad you're hanging out with us today. Here in April, we're doing a series on parenting in a fallen culture. We need some dramatic music, I think, there. (laughs) And today, we're going to talk about guarding our children's purity. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know, Micah, our children are precious. Guarding their hearts and minds is crucial, but it is not easy. Mm -hmm. And as Dr. James Dobson said, it is not for wimps. And, you know, I always remind myself it's not my standards, it's gods that I keep, but how do you go about protecting your children?
1: Well, I wrap them up in duct tape <laughs> and put them in the farthest back corner of the house. Do not try this okay. Guard their eyes and put earplugs in their ears. No, um, you know, this, oh, this is so hard because we have such a huge responsibility mm-hmm. as as parents, moms and dads, to Protect our kids. Yes. And we would love to put bubble wrap around them and, you know, put them in a padded place and not allow the world to get to them. Mm. Um, But I think I've mentioned this before on our podcast. My husband always says, you know, the sin is not from without, it's from within. And Mm. the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So, how do we guard our children's purity? Man, it's like guarding and guiding, right? Mm. So, we have to protect them from things, not let things in their eyes, ears, you know, it's like that little song, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, we guard them, but then we have to guide them to something. So it's mm-hmm. not just, Oh, here's all the bad stuff. But no, here's the good stuff. It's, it's kind of like if we're getting down to the the facts of the matter, really guarding your child's purity, it's like, okay, how do we keep our children from having sex before marriage, right? That's what we're really getting to because we yes. want to protect them for life. We want to set them up for a good, healthy relationship later on in life.
0: You know, I think the hard thing is it's sinners raising sinners. right. And when I tell my kids, you know, it's that old uh, analogy that we hear oh, don't think about pink elephants. You know, what are you going to think about? But I would use different examples to help my children buy in and understand the need for me to guard them because, oh, mom, you're just over-sheltering. Mom, the other kids do this and that. But, you know, there were different things. And maybe you've heard some of these. You know, if you have a batch of brownies and someone just puts a little bit of doggy poo in there, <laughs> <laughs> no one would want to eat those brownies <laughs> if you knew that was in there. Right. But when you look at it, that looks great. mm you know, Mm -hmm. and a little pollution. I also have done examples with my children of a glass of water. Mm -hmm. Let's just put a little dirt in there. Hey, a little dirt don't hurt. Go ahead and drink (laughs) it. Mom, it's polluted now. Yeah, it is. And so I want them to kind of join my team of protecting them. That's one crucial thing is right at the beginning when they were two years old, I was saying, hey, the world does this. There's this this word called Called date. There's this word, you know, called mm-hmm. sex, and I maybe didn't say it when they were two, <laughs> right? But you know, we are going to be different because we're called to be different, and to not pollute ourselves like that batch of brownies or that glass of water. That means we're going to make choices with our eyes, with our hands, throughout every day of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, to guard and protect you. And um, there was one book I read. I Well, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Yeah. And that was a pretty good book. There's also one for uh, little girls, um, The Princess and the Kiss.
1: Oh, yeah, we have that book. I love it. And it was
0: great because I think that kind of helped them to see, okay, it isn't just mom's idea. Yeah. You know, and then Passport to Purity was another resource Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. used. And I loved that because there's this cliff analogy. You don't want to go on the cliff at all. So guarding our purity means let's actually go a step beyond. And how are we going to protect getting, just staying away from the cliff?
1: Yeah, I love that you made the point that they've got to be on your team. You don't want it to be a battle. You know, this is mom's idea. This is the world's idea. And you have to make a choice. No, we are in this together. And we're in this together for the good of everyone. Yes. Right? It's for the good of you. It's for the good of your future spouse. It's for the good of anyone that you were to be interested in at all. Mm -hmm. It's for the good of our family. And what one thing that I have done is allowed my children to see the examples of people when it doesn't work out right. Yes. Okay. So when, mm-hmm. when people make poor choices and they have to live with those consequences, mm. I haven't protected my children from that, from them seeing families being broken. Yes. So then, you know, now age appropriately, of course, I'm not going to tell my three-year-old, you know, Oh, daddy might run away. <laughs> <No>. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. Because <This> the neighbor- <laughs> is not reality people. Okay. <laughs> because the neighbor next door, you know, their, right. their daddy ran away. No, But what I am going to do, you know, with my 10-year-old girl, she's got a friend whose parents are getting divorced. Well, the reason is, you know, there was a sin problem. Yes. And so I'm not going to protect them from the facts of the real life issues because then they can see, oh, if I have a sin problem, Mm. it could destroy my life it could destroy my family and i think it's important that they see the magnitude of the reality of their choices right so then when that. we're saying hey this this is not what god says to do god says to save your body that you're bought with a price that you're precious and he's you know then when we say that And they see the value, oh, if I do this, obedience leads to blessing, right? Mm. But disobedience and sin leads to destruction. When they see it with their own eyes, I think it's so valuable.
0: Mm. That is really good. And I think taking the glamour away from sin, Mm. because it seems like such a spoil sport. Oh, come on. It's not a big deal. Let's compromise just a little bit. But what scripture has to say about sin, you know, it, it wants to master us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, it wrecks our lives. And so when we're guarding our children's purity, we are doing what one, God called us to do, He commanded us to do, to raise our children in the admonition and nurture of the Lord. And He will give us the grace to do that. But, you know, purity, protects us. You know, it keeps us from such burdens in this life. And you see the pain, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. examples of people going through horrific things. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say even in my own life, there was uh, this whole foundation laid for my children of purity. I worked so hard to protect their purity. Um, We didn't do sleepovers. We talked about that Mm -hmm. in the worldliness episode that we did. But the problem was there was sin in the camp. Mm. And as hard as I was trying to protect my children, there was someone within our own home who was seeking to undo what I was doing to protect my children. Mm -hmm. And um, the devastation of that um, reality broke my heart. And I honestly felt like, where is the hope now? You know, all I tried to work for in protecting my children, and it was in my own home. But in that moment, I realized the God that I serve, you know, and years of healing and suffering and overcoming what devastated our lives was that God is a Redeemer, so mm-hmm. even when we have sin and we mess up and we're not perfect in guarding our children, maybe we let them watch a movie we shouldn't have, or maybe something tragic happened in your life, uh, as did in our family. You know, God is still good. He's still sovereign, and He can restore what the locusts ate. And He did that in my life. So I just want to say that because I feel like some people out there might be saying, oh, my, my daughter has done this or that or... I haven't done a good job. You know, my children have viewed porn. You know, I don't know what issues people are struggling with out there, but I want you to know we serve a God who is greater than sin. He overcame it. And so even when there's been failure, we're still called to guard our
1: children's hearts. I think this is so valuable because it's not foolproof, mm-hmm. right? Our life is not its not perfect. We can do everything. We can read the books. We can read the blogs. We can put the parameters up. Mm -hmm. We can do everything in our own power to protect our kids that we know to Mm -hmm. do. And things can still happen. So I I love that you're so vulnerable to share Mm -hmm. because the truth is, I think it's like, what, one in four, one in three? I know the statistic is huge Mm -hmm. of girls who you know, yes, our victims, abuse, right? Or, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and so knowing that, you know, just in our own home, we've got six people in our home, <laughs> you yeah. know, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, is it going to happen to us? Is, and the beauty in it is, even if it does. God can redeem. God can heal. There is hope Mm -hmm. and there is light outside of these terrible things that happen. We live in a sin sick culture and things happen every single day and we cannot wrap our children up and put them in the closet, you know, so that they will not be touched inappropriately or affected. You know, me as a 12 year old girl, I was in a youth group at a, at a, good Christian Baptist church, you know, and an 18 year old boy tried to do something to me. And it's like, man, I'm here. I am 12 years old. I knew immediately Mm. that this was wrong and went and sought help. But how many girls won't know immediately what to do? Because what do you do? You freeze? You panic, and then all of a sudden you think you did something to bring this on. And it's like, man, Mm -hmm. the enemy is so sneaky and uses this specific sin, the sexual sin to just get a hold of so many people and make them live in failure, make them live in shame.
0: Yes. And I was just going to say that, um, you know, it's funny because we both stole when we were five years old and we both, you know, had someone try to offend us Mm. when I was 12. And, you know, um, in all of that, you know, I can just look to the fact, you know, those things happen in lives And no one plans on those things happening. And we don't even like to say the word sexual abuse. And it brings such shame in our lives because there's a stigma, you know, oh my goodness, you know, this wasn't supposed to happen to me. But, you know, again, God is in the business of taking our brokenness, removing our shame and, you know, helping us process our grief so that we can come out the other side and just glorify Him. Mm-hmm. You know, no, we don't want those things to happen. And in an ideal world, none of us would sin. But, you know, we're still called to guard and protect our children's purity as best as we are able and trust the Lord with whatever circumstances this life sends our way. And, and it's hard.
1: Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's a battle. And I think I think if, you, if you're listening and you have little ones, I think that— key here would be not to live in fear and not to live Mm -hmm. in panic and think, oh, no, the statistics, you know, we're going to be one of the statistics. (laughs) But to really start the conversation early, start the conversation young, so that when your 12-year-old girl or or your 10-year-old girl or five-year-old girl, something happens, she can speak up. Or a little boy. So your you know, your four, five, six, 12-year-old boy can speak up and say, hey, this wasn't, good. Or this happened to me. In our own home, we had a situation. One of my girls, when they were six years old, and she came home from school, Christian school, Mm -hmm. and said a friend's name and said, they have some bad ideas. Mm -hmm. And I thought, bad ideas? And my ears perked up and I tried not to look panicked, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) And I'm like, what do you mean bad ideas, Mm -hmm. sweetie? And I was shocked at what I heard, mm. and I'm thinking, man, as a six-year-old with another six-year-old, yeah. see, we have a responsibility to pour truth into our children, mm. because there's there's parents out there who aren't doing that, and then our children are going to get around those children, and one bad apple, you know, mm-hmm. spoils a whole bunch. Not that it couldn't be my kid; it could, yes. right? Um, but we have such a huge responsibility to start the conversation early, to start it young, to make it a normal conversation, age-appropriate, of course, yes. and then carry truth throughout. The truth is, sex is a good thing that God designed yes. and ordained in the marriage bed, but our world has corrupted it, and Satan uses it yes. for, for his terrible tactics that you know, he mm-hmm. wants to destroy, and he wants to destroy marriage, and he wants to destroy what God has made for good, right? Yes, and you know,
0: sin is deceptive, the Bible says. And that's what our job as parents, how we guard their purity too, is removing the deception. And that's through the Word of God. You know, we have to keep pointing them to His truth, and His plans are far better than sin. Of course, when you're on what we were talking about earlier, the recipient of someone else sinning against you, well, we know sin's bad then. But when we are wanting to engage in sin ourselves, we can be deceived. And so I think Part of the strategy I've taken with my children is, let's call our sin its worst name, let's expose it, get the sin out of the camp, and let's look at God's Word and see what He has to say about that temptation in our life. So guarding our children's hearts requires really a strategy on the parents' hearts. Get on your knees, get into the Word of God. And
1: disciple
0: your children through sin. Expose it for what it is.
1: It's so true. There's nothing more powerful than prayer and the Word of God. Mm It comes down to that. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for resources on this, we do have some (laughs) great resources that we could recommend. But I would tell you, pray for protection Mm -hmm. of your kids. Pray for their hearts. Pray that they would learn to guard their hearts and that they would be able to stand against the strong temptation of the, enemy. the raw truth today is that our lives and our bodies and our children mm. are not our own. They belong to God. The radical grace is that God's grace is sufficient for us to live pure lives for His glory. And the real hope is that God's plan for sex within marriage is the best plan. You have been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.